Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Level 99. I'm your host, Pete, podcast about all things tech related. One thing that I hear often or see often that I really wanted to bring this up again, and it's a, it's a big passion of mine, and that is automation. Automation is so critical in our line of work. Doesn't matter if you are in DevOps, security, FinOps, whatever, any other now trendy career path has ops at the end of it. <laughs> Automation is important. And you begin to be thinking, why? And the reason why is because you don't want to continue doing the same task over and over again. I have a rule of thumb that if I have to do it three times, I'm automating it, right? The first time, you know, you're kind of testing, you're getting the lay of the land. Second time, maybe it's a one-off, but if it happens a third time, that's it. I am scripting it. Everyone has a different scripting flavor or a different type of scripting that they do enjoy. And I'm always surprised to hear that a lot of people still do enjoy bash scripting. Never really got into that because there's so many other options out there that do a lot better job and it's a lot more flexible and easier to integrate. Bash is a phenomenal thing you can use to script, but in our current modern day, there are other tools like Chef, Puppet, Ansible that do things a lot better at a larger scale that gives you that flexibility, right? Bash does things, if you think about it, on one limited resource. So it's just on Linux. Whereas uh, other scripting and automation languages such as Ansible, Chef, and Puppet, they do things at a large scale. Linux, sure. Windows, sure. Anything else that you can think of, they got it too, right? That's, that's the whole point. The flexibility, it's more like Play-Doh. Now, you all probably know if you have listened to some of my previous episodes, and if you have not, and you're new to the to this uh, series, well, thank you for joining. I appreciate you, and I will tell you right off the bat that I'm a huge advocate for Ansible. I love the tool because how simple and easy it is to do things. I've done Puppet in the past. I hated it, and I was just miserable. Granted, Puppet does things a lot better in, in some areas, but in overall user experience and overall troubleshooting, uh, just getting up and running, it was not that great, especially the, the troubleshooting part. I, I hated that. It was my worst two years of my life when I had to run with Puppet. Completely miserable. Chef, I think it has potential, but again, it, it just like Puppet and, and with Chef, they are agent-based. And at that time when I was using Puppet heavily, this was several years ago, so maybe things have changed. I don't know. I haven't looked into it because quite frankly, I don't really care that much to go back and look into Puppet and, and Chef because I just... 
I've had my time with them. They're like a, a bad relationship. I just want to close that door and never think back about them, right? <laughs> but in all honesty, when I, I don't like agent-based products. And the reason being is sometimes they do go out of sync, which will cause you to go in and resync them with the master node. And that's kind of how Puppet works. It, it doesn't wait for the signal for you to for you to say, hey, I am ready for, for a deployment. It keeps checking into the message like, hey, do you got anything for me? Do you got anything for me? Do you got anything for me? So it's not that instant of a deployment on this if you're having those intervals running faster. Other thing about it is there's been a few times where we we're doing a production deployment and all of a sudden that 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 node was, was out of sync and it's very stressful. Right, because when you're doing any kind of production work, the last thing you want to worry about is is re-enabling, resetting up these these agents, making sure they're checking in. It's such a high stress moment, even if it's a simple script that you've done over and over again. It's still a little stressful because you're like, all right, I've ran this a thousand times in lower environment, and it's been fine, but then you will probably run into an Easter egg sometimes in production and don't get me started on easter eggs in my previous job i have had nothing but easter egg galore like every time we try to upgrade or do something something else will pop up i'm like why but that's how you learn and it was fun i hated it but it made me better and made me learn and made me understand what to look for what not to look for even my boss at the time who was a former Linux engineer. Uh, I think he was over at AOL at the time, uh, way back when. And he was like, I don't even understand why they did half the things they did to cause us this many issues. And we were not given the green light to nuke and pave either. So that was fun. But all said and done, it, 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 it having an added layer of agents just increases your complexity of design with ansible my favorite thing about it was it's agentless you can have one node and just deploy across massive scales on all nodes without having any ansible or you can have ansible on that one node and just do a pull it has so much flexibility on it that it's just insane and i love it and it's so easy to pick up and I learned it from my previous organization when we hired a engineer, a Linux engineer from Ford. And when he said, yeah, I know Ansible, and he started doing these things, I was like, all right, hold up, man. You got to show me how you, how you do this. I bugged the living hell out of him. He got pretty much annoyed at me. I don't blame him. I'm pretty annoying when I want to learn something new. But I, I didn't let that stop me. He showed me the basics. He showed me how the file structure works and how you design a playbook but then i kind of got the, the the message he's like all right man like leave me the fuck alone i was like all right sorry so with the knowledge and, the, and like the very fundamental basics that i got from him and made the the online trainings that i took a lot easier for me just to run with it and i did some really cool playbooks but that isn't exactly how i started right you can't you're not just gonna dive in thinking hey i'm gonna design and architect and entire environment with clustering and dr 
off the get-go. And if that's what you're thinking, take a step back. That's not the case. When you start getting into automation and, and understanding the fundamentals or, or the importance, start small. My very first script that I wrote was, I think it was as simple as, it was a, it was a PowerShell script that went to these uh, developer worker nodes to check their status, and then it would log in to just uh, disable service and re-enable service. And then from there, put in those if statements to do that. First it was, oh, it's not working. I would run this one liner to stop, second line to start. And I was like, hey, how do I combine all this? Then I, you know, did, like I said, I put an if statement. I was like, okay, wait, how do I make sure that the server, this even the, the VM is up? What if it's not? So then I added another line or a few lines. I don't remember the exact, you know, code of it. How I put it in between, um, like I had a, like a check statement that if the the VM is up and is functioning, then it goes in, and then finally we send an email report to to the team. That hey, this node was down, it's out with a can of response. I was like, hey, wait. And then I'll start getting lazy just hitting this, executing this shell script, uh, this PowerShell script. I was like, how do I make this simpler and how do I make my life easier? So I pondered a little bit and hit up my solutions architect at the time. I was like, yo, can we throw this in Jenkins? He's like, absolutely. And he showed me how Jenkins worked. We threw it in and it ran beautifully. Twice a day, once in the morning, once in the evening. And it was phenomenal. So rather than me having to do this work, it was all automated. It would check every morning before everyone logged in to see how the status of all, I think, 60 nodes were doing. And it would just fix them for me, self-heal. Now, not only did this benefit me in saving massive amount of time and headache, it also helped out all the developers because they didn't have to stop what they're doing, ping me, wait 10, 15, 20 minutes, Tell them, hey, you're in the clear, continue, and go back and forth. It was it was beautiful. Everybody was happy. I was happy. I wasn't being bugged and distracted because no, nothing is worse than doing something completely on, 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 on one side and then being told, hey, stop what you're doing and do this. And you're just like, okay, hold on. Now I need to mentally shift gears and, and figure out this. And that is a little draining sometimes. So this was a win-win-win for everyone. Now, there was a certain set of clusters that they hit a lot, very heavily. And I was like, okay, we broke this down even further and put those specific ones in a higher uh, scheduled frequency. So of like a higher cron rate, I gave them manual job execution as well. I created a nice little drop down forum for them on Jenkins. So they get to select their node and then boom, execute. And that execute playbook was as simple as just a Ansible playbook in the background. That's all it did. So I worked with the with the team. We gave them just access to that one pipeline. Everyone was happy. And this was just one less thing for me to worry about. So I don't know if I've said this in the past. See what you are doing daily and see how you can automate it. It could be as simple as what I had to do was reboot servers or reboot a, a service see how you can script that play around with different options don't just go diving deep first into puppet or ansible 
start small, right? So if you are just sitting at your desk and you're always logging to the machines manually, play around with PowerShell. See how you like that. Maybe you might become a PowerShell expert because there is a need for that. And if that's not what you liked and you're going to say, I don't like PowerShell, I think it's crummy. So then, then what? Maybe check Ansible, maybe check Chef, maybe check Puppet. See what you like and what you are good at. Just because you know, you're hearing me advocating for one tool often might not be the best fit for you. You know, I need to also eat my own dog food and, and say that even if you do like a tool, you should always try new ones and see how, how they work. Please just see what you got in your day to day. It could be, again, simple as rebooting, patching. Maybe it's uh, your onboarding users. And, and, and that one is when I was a, a junior sysadmin. I hated that, that that one part of my job. I had to manually add users into certain uh, applications. Can't remember. Maybe it was Jira. Maybe it was something else. I don't remember. But every time somebody got onboarded, they would get an email, and I would have to take their username, create their profile, and let them know and have them change the password. I was like, why am I doing this? Why can't we just integrate this with AD? And there was some reason why we couldn't. Gloves are coming off. I hate this. I hate my part of my this part of my job. I'm miserable. How do I make myself happy? I essentially just figured out what the API commands were and fed those what the information they were giving me off the email into it. Eventually, we created this very nice process. I think it was off of Team City. I think it was Team City. And for those of you who don't know what Team City is, it's just a paid version of Jenkins. It's it's exactly the same but if you have to ask me between one or the other i would pick jenkins because it's free and jenkins has a ton of cool plugins i like jenkins <laughs> um but yeah no so that's really going to be it at a high overview of automation and why it's important so if there's any key takeaways that you can take from this episode it is it saves you time it saves your sanity and as always everyone I appreciate every single one of you. I really appreciate you all listening in every week, showing me the support. And if there's anything I could ask of you is please share this podcast series with your friends, your colleagues. The, the more traction it gets, the, the more encouragement I'm getting to keep on pushing through with these episodes because I'm seeing that you all like it. And if there's anything you want to hear or you, you disagree with, let me know. I want to hear from what you all think and what you all want to know more of. I'm very interested about that. You can reach out to me on my, uh, on my email, level99podcast.outlook.com, or you can leave me a cool voicemail on anchor.fm forward slash level99. You can just leave me a quick voicemail and I'll get back to you. And as always, much love and thank you. Take care.